0: This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the bowtie guy. Hey guys, we're on show number 112. This is the Mess It Up Podcast. I am the bowtie guy, and we are here uh, recording. I think this will be my last show that I record from beautiful Tennessee. And by the time this comes out, I should be in beautiful California enjoying the dry heat instead of the humid heat of uh nashville but anyhow we're here from nashville right now and uh fixing to leave tomorrow morning on our cross-country road trip so uh i decided to grab one more guest live instead of having to do it over the interwebs and and do the zoom thing because it's just more fun doing it live so uh, i want to tell you a few things about the show first of all you found it, so you know where to listen to it, but we are on all the major uh, podcasting places. And one of the great things you can do is go and listen to the podcast, give us a rating, and then give us a review. And please, we love five-star ratings, but be honest. I mean, if it's one star, then it's one star. I like to have the honesty of it, but we love those high ratings. It really helps uh, new people find the show. So if you feel compelled to help us, go and leave a review and a uh, a rating. And don't just do it in one place. Go on Spotify. Go on SoundCloud, go on Apple Podcasts, go all over the place and rate us, because that really helps. If you're enjoying the show, if you enjoy me, uh, I do have my book out now, it's called Still in Beta. You can get it on Apple Books, you can get it on your Kindle, and you can also go on Amazon and buy a paperback version of it, and it is hefty. It's like 400 and something pages, and when I held it in my hand, it really was weird feeling. I've never held anything that big that I've done. So uh, if you want to go check that book out, that would be great, it's called Still in Beta. And uh, same thing with that. Leave a rating and a review. That really helps people find the book and and push it up the charts. So I appreciate that. Uh, Follow us on our social media. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We are on um, Twitter. And believe it or not, yes, we are on MySpace. We've got a MySpace that I keep track of. Nobody so far has found us on MySpace. So if you're the first person, whoever that first person is to find us on MySpace wins a Starbucks card. So go check us out on MySpace, and uh, let me know that you found it. Give me some proof, like maybe posting something there, and uh, you'll get yourself some Starbucks. Also, if you want to get involved in arguing or fighting or discussing or talking, we have a subreddit called Messed Up Ministries um, on Reddit, so you can check all those things out and uh, keep yourself uh, busy and informed. And also, it makes me feel really super uh, like I'm doing a good job with stuff. Uh, It's a little bit late for you now, so you have to look at it in in post, but if you go to my personal website, PaulPippin.com, I'm going to be blogging my trip across the country, and I'm hoping to see stuff like the world's largest ball of strings somewhere in Kansas or whatever. We're going to go through, hopefully Yellowstone opens up uh, on our our way. It's supposed to open Monday. I'm recording on Friday, and so this Monday is supposed to be opening up, so we're hoping to go through Yellowstone, but we should have fun and exciting things on the, uh, uh, the paulpippin.com blog. So check that out if you want. And a final little plug is to check out our daily steps with Paul and Bev because uh, we do some fun things and there's always another opportunity to win some Starbucks. So I think that's about all I've got for that. Uh, now we're at the point in the show where I get to tell you our word of the week. And our word of the week this week is really a fun one. I worked with my guest to get this word and this is a great word. The word is certitude and what certitude is is really really knowing like in your bones you know this it's absolutely certain or you've got this conviction that something is the case like i have great certitude that uh the bowtie guy is my favorite podcaster uh something along those lines so if you can use certitude in your sentences this week every time you use it i'm talking every time you use it 10 bonus points you keep track of your bonus points spend them as you want uh, enjoy that and uh, throw those those words around and as always Pat Bitto I'm looking at you right through the microphone all right without further ado because I figure this has been enough ado It's time to bring in my guest and my guest is a lovely young lady that I met on my trip out here And we'll get more into uh, that kind of stuff, but go ahead and introduce yourself to the people
1: Hey y'all. Um, my name's Kennedy. I am from Nashville, Tennessee No <laughs> And I am very thankful to be sitting here today.
0: Awesome. So, Kennedy, you are uh, currently dating my nephew, Zach.
1: <laughs> I am. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's how we got to meet you. And um, Zach comes by to visit Grandpa. And I'm like, okay, Zach is a cool kid. He's quiet. And I'm like, oh, yeah. He goes everywhere with this girl, Kennedy. I'm like, oh, great. Now we got to meet some girl and try to be nice. And then I met her and I was like, I didn't care if Zach left, I just wanted to keep talking to Kennedy because <laughs> Kennedy is my kind of people. Kennedy is an athlete, Kennedy loves sports, Kennedy loves hockey, hockey and soccer, uh, plays soccer, and I was just like, man, this is the best. We've got to keep this girl in the family because she's uh, she's a keeper. So if something happens between Zach and Kennedy, I'm saying we give Zach away and we keep Kennedy. I'm okay um, with that. So um, you're in the family for good. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Kennedy.
1: Growing up in the South, um, it's a little bit different than a lot of other places, that's for sure. Um, but when I was little, my parents got divorced on my fifth birthday. Um, so my dad was instilled in him that he has a Southern way, where if something happens, you fix it. If if you have to go through divorce, I mean, he didn't want to, but with the situation that was going on, he did. And his promise to me and my sister was, if... You can play a sport. Um, we will pick one or two, try it out for a while, and if you like it, we'll stick with it. And that was his way of getting extra time to spend with us. Um, I don't know if any of your listeners have been from divorced families or been a part mm-hmm. of it. I'm sure that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, so they understand that my mom fought hard um, to, sh- to make sure that my dad wasn't getting time with us, which kind of sucked at the time. So he made he wanted to make sure that we were getting enough time with him and his way of doing that was through sports. Nice. I chose soccer and volleyball and basketball. Hated basketball I was too short. Huh. Hated volleyball I was too short, but I could I could stick it out with soccer and I played for 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Um but that was just our that way That was starting at,
0: at age 5.
1: Uh-huh. That was just our way of spending time together so he would take me to practice. He actually became my coach. So and he was And you started there. I'm guessing
0: AYSO or
1: it's a little bit different here. Um, I mean, in the South, they're really, really big on travel ball. So, I started... So, you
0: started travel as a...
1: As a little baby. Oh I my I started with a rec league for one year. Okay. And then, we actually do have travel ball at ages, you know, six to eight, so nine were you, to... was it a U8 team it, then? Yes, I was playing up. So, I've always played up. My birthday... Mixed here, gender? Mm-hmm. Yeah okay yeah for the first few years yes and then eventually when we could get more people um then we transitioned to all girls teams but yeah yeah
0: and so uh you know my daughter played travel ball and Mm -hmm. we live out in the middle of the desert so we traveled nobody came to rich we had to drive and we were playing in a league that took place in bakersfield which is about two hours so all of our drives what kind of a, a an area are you talking about as a you know, like high school, not, not, not older, but you know, when you're in junior high, high school, okay. is it just the Nashville Metro area or?
1: So the level that I was playing at, and this is not a humble brag or anything. It's just the level that I was playing at. Um, I was more developed than most girls my age. Cause I stuck with it. My dad was my coach. So of course he made me practice way more than anyone else. Uh, I played up. And when I did, I was traveling to different States every weekend. It was just like Weekend after weekend, Georgia, Florida, um, North Carolina, the main southern states I was going to. And then when it came to high school ball, I actually was called out by somebody to join an Olympic development team. So we traveled all over the United States.
0: And so was this a regional ODP, like just in Nashville or the South or national This is national
1: level. Once you get to that national level, then there's other opportunities for you to join the national teams, uh-huh. um, if you are chosen or if you try out at certain Did you ever time. get to
0: go to any of their camps I or tryouts? I did outs?
1: not. Um, in high school, my coach did something really awesome. No offense, but I'm not a big fan of him. But he did something really awesome to where every year he would take us to a college camp. So it was technically a college ID. I've been to um, Indiana, North Carolina, Vanderbilt, Knoxville, and Austin P. So those are just a lot of southern states and, again, southern colleges um and then with travel ball again depending on what team you're on how good you are whenever you are on travel travel teams going every weekend you're going to get looked at if you're good enough and people are going to be reaching out to you constantly so I was very very blessed to constantly be receiving letters in the mail um but we just wanted to make sure that I was playing and enjoying it rather than focusing on college at the time
0: and At what point, I mean, did you just, like, touch a soccer ball and fell in love with it, or did you grow to love it?
1: It was instant. I don't know what it was. It was instant. Um, So my first team, my dad was not my coach. It was just some random man who delivered pizzas (laughs) trying to coach his daughter, and we had the best time. It was so much fun. I remember it like it was literally yesterday. And then when I first told my dad I want to play soccer, he was like, soccer, I've never touched a soccer ball. Why? Please do not make me play the sport. This is absolutely ridiculous. So he, he also grew to love it. He actually really, really respects the game now because of it.
0: Did you have any other passions or did soccer pretty much just push everything out and you lived and breathed it, soccer? It
1: took over my life. Okay. In the best way possible. Yeah. Um, I feel like the personality that I have, if I hadn't had, had soccer, I would not be here today. Okay. I don't think... I would be here at all.
0: Now, I know, and that's the garage door uh, for everybody <laughs> hearing all that noise. Uh, I know that you come from a musical family as well. Was I do. there ever any um, uh, desire from you or the family to push you towards music as well? Or did soccer come along too soon and it just destroyed any options <laughs> for music?
1: It never destroyed it. My parents were pretty open with uh, me trying whatever I wanted to. And my mom, she's the musically inclined person in our family she wanted me to do ballet tap jazz all of the little frou fru stuff that girls quote-unquote should right, do right um and she also tried getting me to sing i just wasn't happy doing it. it it wasn't the same effect as getting on the soccer field and hitting somebody
0: right right yeah so and your mom she's a singer or a singer and instrumentalist. she's
1: a singer and a songwriter and she's not the greatest guitar player but she can play the guitar manages yeah. enough to,
0: to get on stage yeah, yeah. playable yeah. yeah and and she's like a professional yeah she's musician. a professional
1: i'll give her a little plug kelly lang and then my set that is tg shepherd
0: okay so yeah. if you know your country music uh you'll know uh you'll know that so um and have you now that you're not playing uh Any interest in going musically or...
1: Absolutely not. uh, Do
0: you want to sing for us? Absolutely not. Not. Okay. Well, fair enough. So um, it seems like you've got this good thing going with soccer uh, and you're playing more and more travel while you go ODP. When did you first get your first ODP experience?
1: I was about 16 years old. Um, Usually, I don't know what it is, but every level you go up. So for instance, there's different field sizes. There's different... um, Amounts of people that you can have on the field. Mm-hmm. Once you get to eleven v eleven, which is the largest amount of people you can have onto the field. I don't know what it was, but all girls my age just stopped. Drop. They dropped like flies. They just stopped playing. They were more interested in boys and makeup mm. and um, not me. So I mean, I stuck it through. And so the more people that they could get on ODP, at least the top quality people, um, the better. So yeah.
0: And who were your heroes?
1: Of course, Mia Ham. That was uh-huh. everyone's hero. And then I'm a huge Cristiano Ronaldo fan. Ah, uh, okay. So, sorry. Okay.
0: No, that's okay. You know, everybody <laughs> has their right to be, you know, whoever uh, they want to be. Yeah. So, uh, the skill difference between you and them, I'm guessing, uh, you know, especially your heroes, there's mm-hmm. some, but did you think, all right, at some point I'm going to be wearing that shirt with the stars on it?
1: I hate to say this, I'm going to admit, I'm not perfect, um, I'm quite lazy, and I it, <laughs> soccer was one of those things where I was automatically good at it, and I didn't feel the need to practice anymore, I didn't feel the need to go any further than what I was doing, um, and I I really took it for granted, so, and that makes me sad, because when I look yeah. back, there's so many things that I could have done to where I could have worn that red, white, and blue, but... Yeah, yeah, I I've mean, been underpaid,
0: mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Would have
1: loved being underpaid.
0: Excellent. So were there oceans between you and them would you say?
1: Yes yeah, you see how I did that? yeah so
0: <laughs> that is uh, I asked Kennedy what song we do so we have to do oceans and I went through my, my list to see if we'd done it before and I honestly don't know if we have done it but but uh, Kennedy wanted to do oceans so we're going to play a little bit of oceans for you here and uh, we'll be back in 90 seconds to uh, share our thoughts and uh, hear more of Kennedy's story And there I
1: find you in Oceans deep, my faith will stand, and I will call upon your name, and keep my eyes above the waves. When oceans rise, my soul rests rest.
0: So there you go. I'm sure. If you have not heard Oceans before, where have you been? Um, And uh, maybe you're a new Christian, so I'll give you a little bit of latitude, but if you've been a Christian and in church uh, for at least the last 10 years and you haven't heard Oceans, you just don't listen to enough music or you come to church after worship is done or something because, I mean, gosh, five, six, seven years ago, I, I think we did Oceans like three times in each service. Yeah. It was everywhere. So why this song, Kennedy?
1: I was in a place in my life where I was lost, I was confused, I was hurt, I was upset where I was, but the second I heard that song, it was the very first time, I went to a school where we had to go to chapel three times a week.
0: Were you Christian?
1: Yes, I've always been Christian. Okay. Born and raised, Southern Baptist, through and through, um, and I had actually gone through a soccer injury where it had led me to the school that was my last choice out of all the other options I had. But the second I walked into the chapel and I heard that song, I knew I belonged there for a reason. And it was um, Spirit Lead Me Where My Trust Is Without Borders, Mm. that one line. Mm -hmm. I had no trust in where my life was going. I had no faith, no direction. But the second I heard that, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm here for a reason. Yeah, I need to accept it for what what it is and make the most of it.
0: Wow, you gave me the God bumps right there. <laughs> Look at that! Wow, all the way down my leg. Yeah, that that and and Kennedy said the word of the week has to be something with trust, and uh, it all makes sense now. And yeah, for me that the idea of I'll call upon your name, keep my eyes above the waves, mm-hmm. uh, I've always just felt that you know just the storm of life mm-hmm. and and just needing something to rescue me, but that that idea of trust without borders. You know, I'm not gonna confine it mm-hmm. it's not gonna be small it's gonna be huge trust that's that's a that's a cool thing that that really is so um you said you were to college that was not your first choice right so let's just rewind a little bit <laughs> and uh, talk to us about getting the letters and uh, uh, where you were hoping to go
1: yeah so um, growing up again soccer was everything to me and then my parents divorce They stayed in Hendersonville, Tennessee, which is huge for soccer. I don't know if any of your other listeners have ever heard of Hendersonville, Tennessee, but...
0: I don't know if my listeners have heard of soccer. And now we've got two weeks in a row with soccer. And I'm glad y'all need to be
1: educated on the best sport in the world. Absolutely. Legally, that's true. That's a factual statement. Mm -hmm. But, um, so this area is huge on soccer. And there's one specific school, and it's the school that I attended in high school, if you make it on varsity your freshman year, you're automatically assumed that you're gonna go to a Division one school to play soccer, and that's exactly what happened. My freshman year in high school, I made the varsity team. No questions asked. Um, I didn't play as much. My coach didn't like my attitude because I thought I was better than everyone. So I kind of again was humbled um, pretty quickly with him, but. Junior year, it was the second-to-last the game. I had a very, very good season, and with sports, your junior year in high school is Mm -hmm. where everyone sees what you can do, who do we need to be looking out for next year, and that's when your decisions are to be made. I had so many options for schools, and I weigh my options out in all aspects. Do I want to be close to home? Do I want to be far away and be my own person? Do I want to be in a cold climate? Do I want to be out in California where y'all are? Um, Do I want to be able to breathe and stay away from all the Tennessee allergies? Um, So there was a lot to factor in. And honestly, the last thing I was thinking of was my education. I was just thinking of where do I want to play? What uniform am I going to look cool in? Right. Um, And the one that stood out to me most was Michigan State. Okay. I
0: hate the cold. Why Michigan State?
1: I just like their coach. Their coach was awesome at the time. Um, and I don't even remember if it was club ball at the time cuz uh-huh. some I, the, whenever I was trying to play college soccer, they were still in the debate of I don't remember what the law is, but every guy that gets right. a scholarship, yes. every girl gets yeah, one. Title 7. Title 7 or Title 9. Title, title nine. 9. Yeah. Nine. So I don't I don't remember if it was even club ball or um, an actual team, but that's where I wanted to go, and I just wanted to get away, be my own person, and then that didn't work out, Um, so I kind of pushed that to the side, but here in Middle Tennessee, there's Cumberland University. It's pretty popular here. Um, It's not a big school. It was an NAIA school at the time, but their head coach was amazing, and I Loved him more than anything in this world, and I was so excited to play for him. He offered me the first fifteen minutes I played, got pulled on the, to sit on the bench, and he talked to me on the sidelines. And I was set. I was ready to become a Phoenix and ready to dedicate my next four years to that coach. So, um, my junior year it was the second to last game. Sorry, we kind of got sidetracked. Second to last game, and I'm five foot two at the time. I'm only five foot four now, but I was guarding. A six-foot wing
0: Holy matches. yeah
1: she was super fast her leg span was double mine she was super fast uh, but I had to actually man mark her the whole game and I stepped away for maybe maybe two seconds and I am in my head I see the play that's about to happen the goalkeeper has the ball and I see she's trying to pass it to this wing because I mean I was a man marker because she was the best in the state Let her go for two seconds. I finally get to the ball, step with it with my right foot. And as I'm stepping away, my left foot gets stuck in the ground. Mm. And my cleat was just dug in there. And I heard, it was the loudest noise I've ever heard in my life. And it shook me to the core. And I knew the second it had happened, um, because I had just watched Friday Night Lights where Boobie Miles Uh tore his knee. I tore almost every ligament in my knee and had to get complete knee replacement. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, at 16 or 17 years old. Oh. After you had, you're sitting there thinking, I'm going to play college soccer, I'm, I already know I'm going to get a national championship ring, I'm going to make fun of my high school coach that didn't yeah. really trust me to the fullest, and kind of give him a middle finger in the air, <laughs> say, Haha, I told you I could do it. Um, but that, in that moment, was the scariest thing to me, because soccer was my identity. Yeah. That's yeah. what people and knew me as. now you're not anything. I'm nothing. I sit on the bench with my leg in there. That's uh, it.
0: And were you able to come back at all? Because that's, I mean, I think of a knee as a year. Yeah. So your end of junior year, that means mm-hmm. all of senior season is.
1: So I actually had one of the best doctors in the state of Tennessee total. Um, he had done a lot of the Titan surgery, so I'm thankful for that. He went in, he gave me the options, you know, you've got, what is it, a cadaver, is that how you say it, Mm -hmm. you've got your patellar tendon, and then you could actually take from your hamstring. Nowadays, I wish I would have had surgery now, because all the new stuff is just absolutely ridiculous, but I, I went with what I felt best at the time, um... And they had said that rehab would only be six months, and it ended up being close to eleven.
0: So what did you go 10 with? Ten to
1: eleven. I did the patellar tendons, which oh, is your strongest... man. I was
0: hoping you'd go cadaver and I could call you dead man. No!
1: Man-man. No, no, no. That's but, hilarious. No. Uh, but it took me ten months, and those ten months were mentally some of the toughest.
0: Just brutal, I'm guessing. Yeah. You could, So, here you are, high school kid going into senior year. you're crutched up mm. for summer
1: yeah so so you're yes. not going
0: swimming you're not going to the lake you're not going skiing you're not doing anything
1: yeah and here um old hickory lake is our quote-unquote ocean that's where we yeah. go to play my dad was a professional water skier so water skiing was out of the question which is what i also love to do when i wasn't playing and keep me in shape and out of the house and that was out of the, i wasn't even gonna try water skiing yeah or tubing at all
0: yeah so how what kind of a game did that play on your brain
1: honestly there's so many things that went through my head it i don't i couldn't even pinpoint one i don't think i could
0: it, was it uh some depression oh uh, yeah did you feel like this would never get better like this is just forever like this next year i'm losing the best year of my life and why bother there goes college there goes soccer there goes
1: when you look back on it it. Wasn't as serious as you think it was. And that's a majority of what, whenever you go through something in the moment, it feels like you're going to die and you can't breathe, especially being a teenage girl. Like, no no offense, all the teenage girls are there. We are extremely dramatic. Yeah. Um, but just from what the doctors were telling me and my athletic trainer was telling me my leg wasn't developing properly. My, I broke two titanium knee braces, (laughs) titanium knee braces. And how, (laughs) The second I could get back to playing, I'm not kidding you, the first game, we were winning 10 to nothing, and this was my senior year, so yes, I did get to play my senior year, Um, but I was so out of shape that my coach was like, just go out there, get a feel for it, enjoy it, make the most of it. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I went out there, didn't even think my knee brace was on. I mean, I was running like a limp, I don't even know, but... This, the very first play I go in for a slide tackle and my knee brace gets stuck in the ground and it just rips to pieces. And I am like on the ground with my hands up <laughs> and my coach is like, did you tear it again? And my dad comes running out to the field and he has to like cut me out of the ground. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Oh. So I had to wait another like three weeks to get another knee is brace Is there at video that point. of this somewhere? I wish. There is video of me tearing my knee. Um, my coach would not give it to me. Yeah. For purposes at that time. Have you seen it? Uh Uh-uh. I don't don't know if I want to.
0: I don't think I would want to, no. No, I'd love to see the the, the knee brace breaking, but not the knee (laughs) breaking. Yeah. So, then you wound up going to this college where you went to chapel.
1: So, actually, um, when I was committed to Cumberland, this is another thing that stopped me along the way. Me and Bev were talking about this earlier. Um, I was committed to Cumberland at that point. And maybe three weeks before I was supposed to go to um I don't it's not spring training that's for baseball goodness preseason in the summer I get a call from the school saying I didn't get accepted but I had already had all my welcome packages I already had my wow. gear for practice and it was just like come on what what am I doing wrong here this is what I'm supposed to do I know it I just don't know where and so at that point my dad and I sat down um he had promised me when I was younger that he would pay for majority of my school, which, thank God, he's an angel for that. So we sat down, we looked at the colleges that I had a list and offers for, and I went with the place that had the most money. Okay. I didn't even do any research on the school. I just said, oh, they have X amount of money. This is what they're offering me. Oh, let's just go here. They've,
0: Oftentimes I order that way. I just yeah. look, see what's the cheapest. What's the cheapest? That's what I'll ask. Yeah, so
1: what yeah. schools give me the most? And are, Do they wear Nike? That's all that I cared about. Nike and, Nike and money. Okay. Yep. And that was very arrogant and stupid of me at the time um but when I look back there were so many life lessons that came with picking the school that I went to so I went to a school called Bryan College it's in Dayton Tennessee that's where all of the um Scopes Monkey Trial happened and that's why that's why Bryan College is Bryan College that's, okay. Yeah, that's why it's named that. Neat. So they are um, a Christian... Please tell
0: me that your mascot is the monkeys.
1: No, we're actually the lions. Oh,
0: that just doesn't work.
1: I know. It just it didn't make any sense, um, but whatever. So they are a Christian school, um, which I liked automatically. I actually had to put in a testimony in order to be even accepted or looked at. Um, but I ended up going there. It was in the middle of nowhere. I mean... We weren't allowed to go to Walmart after 10 o'clock because of how scary it was <laughs> in the middle of town. And we actually all skipped class one day because Zaxby's was open in wow. our town. And we yeah, only had go, McDonald's. Had to go
0: check it out. Yeah. Listen, I'm from a small nope. town. I understand yeah. that completely.
1: So Walmart and uh, McDonald's and then we got Zaxby's randomly. So
0: And for those of you West Coast people, Zaxby's is a like a chicken fast food kind of place. It's awesome.
1: Um, Not better than Chick-fil-A, though. But, so, whenever I chose Brian and I got there, I unpacked my Jeep and I was like, what the heck did I sign up for? I am in the middle of nowhere. I'm miserable. I hate everyone here. They're all annoying. And then I just, I don't, again, I was still so young and naive to what my purpose was there. I wasn't trusting anything in my life. I didn't believe in anything in my life at the time. I was just frustrated. I was glad to keep playing soccer, but that's all I was worried about. And when they told me I had to go to chapel three times a week, I was like, this is so stupid. I could be taking another (laughs) class during this time and get out of here faster, but okay, whatever. So I finally meet a girl on the soccer team. I loved her. We went to chapel together, and the very first song that came on was Oceans, and I just started crying, and I felt like a loser for crying in the, the middle of chapel, but... Again, whenever um, spiritually Me where my trust is without borders, I was going through so much unwavy faith. I had no idea where my life was taking me or what was going on. But in that moment, I knew I was supposed to be at Ryan. Mm-hmm. I knew that whatever I was supposed to make of Brian College and my leg injury and my parents' issues growing up as a kid, all of it made sense and it was completely clear to me yeah. when I when I got there.
0: And so now you've, uh, where are you in your schooling?
1: So, seven years later, um, (laughs) again, you have to go through. Out of
0: eligibility.
1: (laughs) Far out of eligibility. Um, After actually picking school over soccer, I had to grow up a little bit. I'm finally graduated. I graduate tomorrow, yes, I'm so excited, so.
0: And what have you done in school then after, soccer because you've done some cool things, Mm -hmm. uh, involved with other stuff. And and one of the things that's nice is, um, I always love it when I have a guest who knows how to use a microphone.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I actually was studying athletic training, did that for three years, hated it. That's why it's taken me so long to graduate. Um, and then I actually have been studying communication. So mass media, or, um, you can take communications with literally anything, but I do sideline reporting, side rink reporting for Someone here called Penalty Box Radio. If y'all want to look at that, too, you're more than welcome. Is
0: that PenaltyBoxRadio.com? That is
1: PenaltyBoxRadio.com. We've got it. Twitter, Instagram. um, I have Facebook, too. Okay. Basically, what we do is we go around um, in the Middle Tennessee area, talk to our hockey teams here, just to give high school hockey a good look at, because a lot of people don't pay attention to high school hockey. Um, it, It needs some respect, honestly, so...
0: And you guys have high school hockey here in in Tennessee. Yes, we do. Has it grown with the Predators? Was it around before that?
1: No, not at all. In fact, um, this has been our biggest breakthrough year with hockey. Um, Unfortunately, since there's not a lot of people paying attention to it, there's a lot of schools, especially rivals. So, for instance... In my hometown, our three rival schools have a hockey team together. Right. So while they hate each other for the rest of the year through football, which football here in the South huge. Big. Yep. Yeah. So when you whenever they're playing football against each other, they hate them. But the second they put their hockey pads on, best friends, teammates. Right. You don't lose that. Yeah. So.
0: So you're playing. It's sort. It's not necessarily high school, but it's high school age, but a regional. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And it's is that league like we have in California. We have a Kings Hockey League that's mm-hmm. a high school, and they regionally bunched together people and then they play against each other yeah. sponsored by the Kings. Is that the um, same with the Preds? Or? I
1: actually don't know if the Preds sponsor us. Um, but that's a good question. I'll have to figure that out, honestly. But no, it's just... It's it's really cool to see them all come together. And what
0: do you hope to do with this?
1: I eventually... My dream my whole life has been to um, be a sideline reporter, a sideline reporter. Don't know if that's going to happen. Um, it's a pipe dream, mm-hmm. but it's one that I know I could do if I really, really wanted to. Um, but you said, I'm dating your sweet, sweet nephew, Zach. Mm-hmm. And then you do, again, you get humbled when you meet people. I'm not saying that that's a far-fetched dream. It's very doable. But I think Kim and I have some other life plans to where yeah. I don't think that would be a possibility. Yeah. It's always and that's a okay. possibility. Yeah. Always a possibility. Yeah, but that's okay. Your, yeah. your dreams and plans can change through the way. And that's the biggest thing is you have to trust that we're not the ones in control. Yeah. It's not our plans. It's God's plan for So us.
0: we've spent 30 minutes listening to your mess. What's what's the message for people here uh, out of Kennedy's life?
1: Not even just in my life alone. I'm, we're all going through something right now together, collectively, as a, as a whole world. We're being put in a situation where we don't know what's true. We don't know what's right or wrong right now we don't know what to believe do we believe the media do we believe um random nurses we we don't know what to believe and what i have went through in the past now today is just trust you have to understand that god has this all under control no matter what and that's the mindset that people need to have awesome Mm -hmm. awesome
0: that is uh, that is tremendous. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Uh, so if we want to hear more Kennedy in our lives, are you still active with uh, Penalty Box Radio?
1: I am. Right now, since everything's shut down, um, and at 102.5 The Game, which is our radio station here, we're shut down. Uh, we still tweet. We actually do have, or we put together, a hockey video league where... Since everyone's stuck at home, we've been watching videos together in a group chat, kind of talking about old classic hockey movies, just to get people to not think about what's going on. What's the
0: best old classic hockey movie for you?
1: I don't have an opinion on any had of them. Had you seen any of them? I had seen a few. So, The Mighty Ducks, I, I've i always loved The Mighty Ducks. I think it's okay. hilarious. Um, and super cheesy, which I yes. I yeah. love. Um, but then we got to more of the historic side. Slap shot. Yeah. So, and I love that one. Goon. I didn't think it was that funny.
0: Okay, what about uh, Miracle?
1: Yeah, so we had all those. It was kind of like fantasy football, oh, where yeah. you win, yeah. move on. Or I'm for me, sorry. Slapshot
0: and Miracle, uh, you can keep the rest. Goon is pretty okay, uh, but um, and the Mighty Ducks ones, no, because well,
1: it's just that's a classic. Here's the
0: problem: it's a classic for you because of your age. Yeah. For me, Disney. I'm a Kings fan, and so it's those knuckleheads down the yeah. road, uh, you know, pretending to play. Hockey, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's true. That's so, true. So, so I Fair have enough. a bit of bit of bitterness uh, for that. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah. Well, I really appreciate the fact that you're here. We will we'll look for you on uh PenaltyBoxRadio.com and uh, keep listening for you. And hopefully, at some point, you'll be standing uh, sideline and maybe for my beloved Kings. Uh, and you <laughs> oh can get Lord. Me that would be fantastic. I
1: belong I in the South. Oh, it's
0: Southern California, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be good. Well, we appreciate you listening. Hey, check us out uh, on all of our social media stuff. Rate and review the show and uh, go buy a copy of the book. And until um, we uh, we see each other again, I guess this is it. We'll see you next time. We mess it up.